This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a psychic medium, and also channel. And um, tonight is all about the Pisces pileup. And then Mercury retrograde will be a, a huge part of that because it's in Pisces. And then the retro of Saturn that uh, began in the last few days in Scorpio. And it's kind of, you know, trining some of these Pisces uh, planets. So there's a conversation there. And um, the Pisces pileup, I, I, um, sometimes I'll look at a chart and somebody will have, um, you know, five or six planets in one sign or one house. And I... I say to them, it can be like a traffic jam. And I had a client who had all the stuff, I think in Virgo in her eighth, and she said, it's like a pool party. And I liked that take on it, that kind of, oh, it's a gathering as opposed to it's a mishmash of all these energies. But being in in Pisces, all of these planets have had to, and I'll tell you what they are later. Uh, I'll go back to my notes. But all these planets have had to pass over Neptune, right, at two and change Pisces, and also Chiron a few degrees later. So they're kind of getting into Pisces as the, you know, after this initiation with Neptune Chiron, which have been in Pisces traveling more or less together, uh, for a little bit already. So it's like a pileup. And, um, you know, uh, today my girlfriend locked her keys out of her car and I heard from a student that that had happened to her several times in the last few weeks. And, um, we also saw I think five motorcycle cops pulling people over. Uh, we were just running an errand a little bit ago, and we, we never see them out. <laughs> never see them out. So there's um, a lot of pileup happening, energetic, um, you know, concentration where inside us where we might not be sure how to express something because we might not be sure how to understand it. So what I want to do with talking about the Pisces pileup, uh, including the Mercury retro, is to give you some ideas of how to approach Piscean energy. You know, if you find yourself in the middle of Pisces, this is, you know, maybe some helpful strategies. You can probably hear, um, I just slurred a couple words. It's totally this energy. I swear I'm absolutely sober, but there's this flow that I'm supposed to get into, and all this stuff has been squaring my Sagittarius stellium between 4 and 11 uh, Sagittarius, and then also my uh, Saturn Vesta uh, between 14 and 19 Gemini. So I'm really feeling, really feeling the Piscean pull, and I'm also in my Neptune square, where transiting Neptune gets to be about 90 degrees away from your natal Neptune. Maybe I'll even mention something about that uh, for those people who are having that happen, since it's whatever, it's a Pisces party, <laughs> pile up and party. Let me give you a couple of announcements. The next full moon call with Ascended Master Jehudi will be uh, this Monday the 25th. Let me actually... Do a double check on the date. It's definitely on the 25th. And, um, yeah, Monday the 25th. And that's going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's for the Virgo full moon, which actually occurs a few hours earlier in the day. This is going to be a grounding call. And Jehudi is going to, uh, 
get us grounded in a, an extremely deep way, which, you know, if you call me and say, I'm trying to understand something in my life, or this thing doesn't make sense to me, or I'm confused, or my energy's out of whack, the very first thing I'll tell you is to learn how to get grounded. And if you know how to do it already, I'll say, remember that you know how to get grounded. I work with very smart, savvy people, you know, on coaching on a regular basis who need to be reminded to get grounded. I do too. Basically, everybody does. So Jehudi gives us this supercharged grounding opportunity where it is deeper than if we do it ourselves. And um, he's also – so once we do that, he talks about uh, the Virgo full moon, the sun in Pisces, uh, the moon in Virgo, and the opposition and the kind of how that confrontation happens. And what is – the Virgoan remedy in the moment for all the Pisces stuff. And I, I really encourage you to call in for this call for several reasons. One of them is because of the Pisces pileup and the Mercury retrograde. To be able to get grounded and have clarity is the biggest single tool that I could teach anybody. And, uh, you know, I'm an astrology medium channel, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, in fact, somebody who is trying to help people get their heads on straight be able to manage their energy fields and live their lives intentionally. And grounding is the key. So Jehudi comes through, you know, what is it, 13 times a year roughly uh, for these full moons and um, and teaches us how to do that. And then if you're on the call, you also get the recording so you can uh, do the process other times too. And if you can't make the call, you can order the recording on the same uh, sliding scale donation basis. So go to tdjacobs.com forward slash time. And look on the, the calendar entry on the 25th, and you can read all the details. But he also takes us through affirmations to clear energies. Like once we're in that grounded space, to be able to make certain affirmative decisions clears out uh, energies that don't belong to us and that we can't use. Perhaps that we've picked up or absorbed faulty beliefs, weird attitudes, assumptions about certain things. And all of those affirmations will be related to the Virgo full moon, sun in Pisces, uh, moon in Virgo and that opposition. And what's the opportunity for release given the Virgo full moon with all the Pisces stuff happening? So that's Monday. I highly encourage you to, to call in for that. And the other reason that you should call in for this one is that I have been making some really cool progress with my own grounding process. So my ability to open up to be a channel has been altering uh, for the better for the last few months. And some callers for the Leo full moon call last month remarked that it was even better than the other ones. That is continuing. And I also just um, moved to a new residence where I'm not surrounded by maniacally, absurdly barking canines. So my stress level has just melted away. And so to be able to, to, be able to channel at the level I've been doing with all that stress, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. So now I'm in this position of I feel better and calmer in my body, so the channel is going to get even better. You know, the channel, this opening that I open up to let uh, this unseen friend speak through me. So I encourage you to do that on Monday the 25th. Uh, the other announcement is, um, yeah, during February, I'm, I'm offering this uh, discount, $25 off, an hour reading for parents to gain insights into the soul journey of their kid or kids. It's an hour-long reading. It's very in-depth. And, you know, basically anyone under 18 would this apply to. And um, you're, you're welcome to share it with them, but this is really, uh, you know, once it's done, but this is really so the parents can understand. That's really the focus here. Because we're, we're stewards for each other. And I think, you know, maybe 
now uh, in this in this era um, different from perhaps a few decades ago we a lot of us do have that sense of this person is fully formed maybe we don't know you know where she comes from or what she wants it's a reference you can hear the the baby's program from a few weeks ago um, but knowing there's a personality there there's a history there's an emotional makeup already there so so this um, this sale this promotion is to give parents a chance to understand the kid I just did a, a soundbite actually for a woman whose baby was born on the 8th, so not even two weeks ago, and she just heard it and sent me back a wonderful big thank you because it's going to help her you know, work with this little being as this being you know, creates her life uh, and they co-create something together. So I encourage you to, uh, to do that before the end of February. And the last announcement, materials related to this show, the Pisces pileup and all this stuff. Uh, I offer two MP3s, um, uh, many MP3s actually, but two are relevant here. One is Neptune and Pisces, and the other is Saturn and Scorpio. And um, so I encourage, you know, those are actually really great teaching tools to really get into what Neptune's about, what Pisces is about, what Saturn and Scorpio are about. The the Neptune one, I think, I think is about an hour. And uh, talks about individual and collective opportunities and experiences. But then the Saturn and Scorpio one is almost two hours, I think. And that goes extremely uh, deeply into the themes, uh, the psychological, um, sexual themes of Scorpio and how to get subtext from under the surface come up into the light of day and to live more authentically and out in the open and be empowered as a result of Saturn being in Scorpio. So those two things are available through tdjacobs.com. So the Pisces pileup, Sun, Neptune, Chiron, Mars, Mercury. Actually, now the Sun has just um, uh, stepped beyond Neptune, so the order maybe should start with Neptune. Because Neptune and Chiron have already been here, there's a vibe happening in the collective Neptune in Pisces is not about suddenly everybody can let everything go and we can sit around the fire and hold hands and sing campfire songs. It's not this magical evolutionary state we can just, you know, suddenly find ourselves whisked away into nirvana. That's not what Neptune in Pisces is about. Prior, you know, to its entrance into Pisces, people, I think we're talking, at least from my observations, we're talking about the opportunities for spiritual advancement, the kind of changes that humanity can go through on a collective level. But essentially, when Neptune gets into Pisces, um, you know, you can see it as a more powerful energy. It's probably more appropriate to see it as less diluted. Neptune working in a Neptunian way, like through its own lens. And... Uh, so you have we, we have this setup already where in order to uh, figure out how to surrender, in order to learn how to merge and find ourselves identifying as part of what's happening around us, that's a big, big Neptune thing, the Neptune in Pisces has had us trying to find out how to do that by letting things go. So my one of my big things on Neptune and Pisces in general is that it will reveal to you in what ways you might be a control freak. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't have to have any particular placements, uh, you know, Earth signs, Earth houses, whatever. You don't have to have particular placements to be a control freak. You have to be somebody who is afraid of flowing with life. You have to be somebody who is concerned about losing control. So Neptune and Pisces has said, actually, you know, if you want to find meaning, 
during this, you know, 14, 14 year transit, you're going to need to learn to let go of an idea and a belief and a habit and a reliance on any of those things, uh, that, that take you out of, you know, that serve to take you out of your, um, egoic identification and into feeling a grand part of the universe. One of the things that, that I've thought about with this is that your, basically, the, your addictions and the things that you verge toward addiction with, if that's, if I can say that, if I can get away with that sentence, um, or that clause, it's not even a sentence, but, but those things are less satisfying. So one of the things that can happen is, you know, because you're, you're actually getting the, um, you're getting an undistilled awareness of the experience of it, and it's just not as satisfying. So you have two options. One is to keep reaching for it, trying to make it work. You know, this thing that you use to escape your day-to-day routine or, or the monotony of earth-based reality, something like this. Or you can uh, actually fitting with that, or you can reach for something else, or you can just kind of draw a line in the sand and drop it <laughs> and say, I'm willing to have a direct experience of myself as a conscious being. I will share with you that part of my thing is, uh, and I think I've, I've mentioned this freely to people. Part of me is embarrassed, but it's it's uh, it's it's true. So here we go. Right? I will have uh, some like uh, TV show streaming from the web on while I'm thinking about things, and I'm not even really paying attention to it. A, it doesn't have commercials, so there's like one vibe that it carries, and um, it helps my Neptune Mercury focus. It helps me focus. But uh, it's not that I need it to think, but part of me wants to have it on all the time. So that's something that has become less satisfying. And I basically need to stop it uh, a lot of the time and go over and sit on this pillow in this room like I am now and approach a meditative state and be in that space. So it's best when something isn't satisfying to trade up. So, so this is kind of the individual thing about the, the Neptune and Pisces. Chiron is the energetic sensitizer. And in, you know, con- conjuncting Neptune, it brings this, um, need for compassionate response to all Neptunian issues. So if there's a lack of boundaries, which is also, a, a, something that can happen with Neptune and or Pisces, because we're trying to merge with something, if there is a lack of boundaries, we can find that we sometimes absorb things from other people. We absorb energies from groups we're in, from you know the streetscape we're walking through, from you know the energy that's coming from the f- fluorescent lights and the um, you know music, you know whatever playing in the wherever you are, and that energy comes through the driving beat of that country song at the mall, like whatever it is, that energy comes through to you and. The Chiron thing is about compassionate response, but also compassionate response to yourself. So uh, basically, you have to have boundaries. You have to say, I'm not going to absorb this energy. And Neptune and Chiron together now, uh, basically, each has something to do with a compassionate response to suffering. And to some degree, well, in different ways, each is about service as well. Serve yourself first. By establishing boundaries, we want you to be open-hearted. We want you to be sensitive to energy, aware of what's happening around you, but clear that you're not going to absorb it. And that's the call for grounding. So that's kind of the setup 
we're energetically opening up. We're experiencing things. We're, we're absorbing energies. We're seeing more. So that sets the stage for this Pisces pileup. And actually, we're going to take, uh, or I'm going to take the first break. So stick with me. And, and when we call back, I will give you the number. You can call in with your uh, Piscean questions too. So stay with me. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. Uh, my name is tdjacobs.com. You can find me on the web at Tom Jacobs. And um, a little bit of Mercury retrograde humor attempt there. Um, <laughs> so the Pisces pile up. Yeah, the, the Neptune-Chiron thing has have set the stage. And um, actually, let me give you the number, and you can call in with your Piscean questions if you can find the phone and if you find me and I'm still speaking English. 877 230 3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062. And um, so then the sun enters uh, Pisces a couple of days ago, and um, you have the big flashlight in the sky focusing on Piscean issues. Now, as soon as it hits Pisces, it activates the Neptune thing. It puts light on Neptune. Um, you know, how can you merge? How can you surrender egoic identification and do something else. <laughs> so the, right now we're having the light of the sky, you know, the big flashlight shining, the big spotlight shining on all Neptunian issues. So the questions are, are, are you trying to escape something? Is there something of which you would prefer not to be conscious? And then separately or together with that, are there things that you that are happening with you around you or within you that you don't understand and can't explain or articulate. This is the energy of synchronicity. This is the energy of, you know, some random person at a gas station saying something to you and you say, I think that was my spirit guide. What? 
or my dead grandmother? What? You know, the kind of weird things happening, synchronicities and, you know, these um, things that happen behind the scenes that we can't understand, which is a very Neptunian Pisces thing to be guided or to be drawn in certain directions. So is something confusing you right now? Are you unclear? You know, it's not just that Mercury is about to go retrograde. It's that all this stuff is happening in Pisces. So with the sun here, we're supposed to see, you know, how we relate to energy, how our consciousness functions as far as being in the real world versus trying to check out. And then, um, you know, as Mercury retrogrades, we're going to see more. Oh, let me give you the dates and degrees, actually. So on the 23rd, which is a, a day and a half from now, uh, in the morning, it will uh, in the morning kind of U.S. time, it will retro or station at a 19 Pisces and start going backwards. And then it will, it will uh, station again on uh, March 18th at 5 Pisces. And at that point, will be conjunct Neptune and Chiron. So this, this whole Mercury retro has a lot to do with this, um, you know, the stage that was set a couple years ago as Neptune entered uh, Pisces and uh, as Chiron joined it. So where is your attention you know, what gets in? What are you absorbing? What energies are you consuming? Like all these questions need to be addressed. With Mercury retrograde in general, we have this, this need to allow things to change, right? And it's about three times a year. Well, it's three times a year for about three weeks each. The number varies a little bit, the number of days. And Mercury things don't work that great. Well, Mercury and Pisces things can work differently. And then Mercury retrograde things can also work differently. You'll read in astrology articles and texts. It's about reviewing, rethinking, redoing things. Um, machines and, and processes, including mental processes and manual processes that might not uh, be perfect, will start to break down. You know, so uh, you know, somebody just said to me today, uh, I took my car in to actually. Kira, the producer, just said I I took my car in as a preemptive thing just to make sure that nothing would happen. You know, during the retrograde, which is which is great. Like. You never know, and so you might as well be a little proactive. But it happens, you know, that we should do this with thought processes too. We should do this with how we get manual things done too, how we how we schedule ourselves, how we work with time, especially because Mercury is in Pisces, the sign of I'm trying not to know what time it is. <laughs> so rethinking how you surrender, you know, reviewing, you know, looking at how you check out. Is it a good check out? Is it a daily meditative meditation practice? Even if it doesn't look like someone's sitting on a cushion, you know, with a certain mudra or hand position or, or something, chanting something. For me, bicycle riding is the, is one of the best, uh, meditations I can think of and, 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 uh, tennis, but against a backboard just with myself so I can control the rhythm. Like those are the best meditations that I can think of for me. Well, and also cutting food up and cooking. Those kinds of things, repetitive motion things. And um, so it doesn't have to look like meditation, but you're, right now we're, we're being asked to be clear about what we're doing to feel a part of the cosmos. Somebody told me a few months ago uh, that I was – what I'm doing is, is interesting because I'm bringing an experience of Neptune into astrology very directly. And I found that very interesting. That was in November – and I've been thinking about it uh, since then, and I realized that you know most of us don't know how to do Pisces or Neptune because we're we're told and we think you can't talk about it, you can't really understand it, and it's not true. 
you just have to alter your frame of reference and you have to be willing to get grounded enough so that you can open the Neptune thing, which by the way relates to the to the upper the seventh chakra, the crown, which is where we kind of, you know, connect to the cosmos. And um you know, we have to we have to connect. We have to do that. You know, we have to surrender an idea or a sense of um, egoic individuality. But how are we doing it? So this Mercury this Mercury retrograde may look like uh, your machines and your gadgets and your items are not working. It may look like your car is arguing with you. It may look like crazy traffic things because everybody else is manifesting arguments with their cars or time or schedules or something like that or their memory too. And misplacing things. But what's really happening is we're supposed to slow down, especially because it's in Pisces. We can't really understand Piscean energy if we're go, 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 do, do, do. You know, if we're like on the go and we're not stopping. So what I'm inviting you to do is to build in some time where you can be in that watery place that might be a little confusing. I mean, you go to tdjacobs.com uh, right now. And, just joking, and I'm sure a lot of you have already gotten the um, the the free the free grounding meditation that's linked to from my homepage. I think about 600 people in the last like 13 months or 12 months have downloaded it, and that's that's really great because I'm just telling everybody to go get it. It's um it's me walking you through this grounding meditation that um uh, most of it is what I learned from my own channeling teacher years ago uh, in L.A. But then I added some things, and of course I'm kind of in a little bit of a, a channeling space when I recorded it, and so this to help you get grounded even more. But it's a 13 minute thing you can do that helps you clear your field out while you're grounded. And um um but whatever it is that that you do, slow down a little bit, take a little time to experience the perceptions that might not go according to plan. Pauses, some deep breath, deep breathings, and <laughs> wasn't sure how I was going to get those uh, those letters out at the same time. And um, allow things to work differently is kind of the key for the Mercury retrograde. Any Mercury retrograde will open a door for you to have insight into how you do things, why you do them, and what kind of constituent components go together to build a process? Like I say, what it looks like is, um, you know, something goes wrong, something breaks, somebody cancels at the last minute, you can't find your keys, whatever. But what's really happening is the mercurial energy is shaken up and the opportunity is for you to look into your assumptions, patterns, and habits. So I'm also inviting you to take a step back from, you know, modern culture, the culture of, you know, go, go, go. And three times a year for about three weeks each time, learn to observe your assumptions about time, scheduling, productivity, business, thinking words, spelling. Some people right now actually are going to have trouble remembering words or how to spell certain things. Things are going to come out a little differently. I, I almost introduced the show with, hi, this is, you know, tdjacobs.com I'm call, I'm uh, calling at you from the uh the planet Pisces you know like mixing things up a little but what happens is if you allow it and you trust that this is a time for you to to gain insight into something then you get these little doorways into new new understandings about what's happening you see, the, the big thing here is seeing your assumptions about how things are supposed to happen because it's a guarantee that uh, Mercury retrograde during that time, three times a year, 
it's not going to go as planned. So you have a, you've had something planned for four months. Somebody calls you and says, gotta scrap it. Don't get angry. You know, you cannot find that book that you're telling your friend or your coworker or your boss. You can't find the book which is like completing this conversation. You finally figured out, oh, you know, if I, if I get the book, I can reference it. We can, we can wrap that conversation. You can't find it. Let it be okay. <laughs> you're, you know, something breaks. Let it be okay. That's kind of the strategy here, especially with it in Pisces. Now, talking about Mercury retrograde in a water sign, emotion comes into it. Any Mercury retrograde brings this, this possibility of people being frustrated because things are not working perfectly and according to plan. And, uh, uh, but when it's in a water sign, the, the tendency to get lost in the energy of what we're feeling is, 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 um, is very tempting. And this year, I, I hear, haven't done the research yet, but I hear that the three Mercury retrogrades in 2013 are in the water signs. So this would be the first, uh, taste of this for us. And, um, get grounded. That's again, coming back to grounding, sending cords into the earth, connecting with the energy of the earth and letting it slow down your mind, which wants to make a problem of what's happening that isn't perfect and according to plan. You're living in a, in a society where everyone, a lot of people are going to be trying to freak out. People are going to be seeing that they probably should be freaking out because this accursed thing suddenly won't work and today is the day I need it or I can't find the thing or I can't get the words right, whatever it is. The more grounded you are, the more you can compassionately observe what it is and you can learn something about your dynamic with that person, about how you approach things and honestly about the human condition. Like you can use this opportunity to kind of detach from that stress level that comes from Mercury retrograde. Step back a little. From a grounded place, be clear that you're not going to absorb any energies that are happening around you and sense into things, feel into things. Let your imagination, another Mercury and Pisces uh, idea, let your imagination wander. I mean, that's, that's kind of, um, that's kind of the point of, um, well, right now I'm teaching an intuitive skills development class and, um, you know, sometimes there are questions that come up in these classes where people say, how does what we're doing relate to intuition? <laughs> because, because what we do is we, we look at blocks in the person's energy field from past experience that generated emotion to which belief was attached. And if it occurs over many lives, that belief is karma. That's what karma is. Um, and so basically to clear blocks is to open the natural intuitive flow. Well, Mercury in Pisces wants us to get closer to our intuition. I mean, so does Neptune Chiron in Pisces. The Neptune Chiron strategy is to have us sensing sometimes um, layers or even parallel situations and echoes of old emotional things that we're not sure how to deal with, with the you know ideal being that we learn how to compassionately respond to all these sub-personalities or inner kids or past life pieces. The, the Mercury and Pisces thing is about the observation of the energy flow within you. So what blocks your intuition? You know, what blocks your ability to hear, uh, your higher self or to, um, to really feel comfortable in nature up against the tree, feeling the energy of the earth 
pulsating in its very slow, relaxed, calming way. What stops you from relaxing? That's your job right now, to be aware of that and to be compassionate, to also look at what these um, parts of you have to say. And that's something that I do train people how to do. I'm Obviously, like I said, I'm doing this uh, intuitive uh, skills class right now. And I'm going to be offering it probably a couple or three times a year to really give a bunch of people the opportunity to go through this process of working through each chakra in turn and, and what, what beliefs or attitudes are there, what, what memories are there. Because when you uncover those things and you learn to work with these uh, these constituents, you know, parts, these subpersonalities or past life parts or even inner kids, you gain awareness of what's happening, then you get grounded, and then you can move through things. And you can change your mind about what some horrible or difficult experience in the past meant. Every person is intuitive. And during this Mercury retrograde in Pisces, especially as it travels back, uh, you know, to mid-March and uh, stations between Neptune and Chiron, you know, sandwiched in with Neptune and Chiron already in Pisces, two energies that bring a sense of intuition and a sense of being connected um, to either you know energetic dimensions or non-corporeal dimensions, because kind of the difference between Chiron and Neptune. The Chiron is about, and you can actually read uh, Chiron twenty twelve in the Aquarian Age, the key and how to use it. Um, it's which is a, a book I published, and that tells the whole. Uh, energetic awareness and what what Chiron, well, and 2012 and the Aquarian Age are about. And I argue that compassion, compassionate response to our energetic awareness is the key to human evolution uh, when it comes to what was happening in 2012 or leading up to it for those 16 billion years before the end of the Mayan calendar occurred. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a big teaching, but um. Uh, then the Neptunian thing is this kind of other dimensions. You know, Neptune won't, Neptune sensitivity won't tell you, or you won't be able to tap into one person's emotion who's sitting in front of you, but Chiron is like that. But the Neptune thing will be, you might hear that person's guides, you might read a past life, you might, you know, but it's not about that person's heart, it's about that person as a multidimensional being. It's about you interfacing with uh, something outside of you as a multidimensional being too. So, um, Mercury will station in this, you know, is sandwiched between these two things. And so, uh, one of the best things you can do for yourself is to take some time, as I said, figure out why you're not willing to relax and be conscious of what's happening in your body. Stay in your body, stay grounded. Be conscious of what's happening in your energy field. Be in touch with emotions. And don't deny any emotions, but learn to look at these parts of you that carry fear or anger or jealousy or whatever with compassion, and that is going to help you win. You are going to uh, be a winner during this uh, Mercury retrograde time as it makes contact and stands still in that sandwich situation with uh, with uh, Neptune and Chiron. The other thing I want to say about all this stuff well, I haven't even talked about Mars being in Pisces, but it kind of adds this impetus to respond from a Piscean place. So if you're not aware of something, you're not aware of why you feel the way you do or what energy you're encountering or what to do with it, you might try to do something to get out of that space. This will be another reason why right now it might be hard to sit still, be in your body, and just feel all you're feeling because there's that impetus to go and move. 
And by the way, uh, Venus is now, uh, I guess it's maybe almost at um, 25 Aquarius. And so it is actually joining uh, the, the Pisces party here uh, in, in a few days or a week. So we also have that influence in there too where our, rela- our relatings with people are also going to want to open up. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting time and, and you can, um, you can watch, you know, the inner planet, uh, pileups that happen, uh, as the sun moves around the zodiac every year. And if you, you know, if you've been reading my blog for a long time, you might recognize the, the stuff like the Sagittarian party, the Sagittarius party or the, uh, the, the, the Scorpio pool party, you know, like, like, cause I'll look at when this is con- concentrations. Uh, confluences of these planets in uh, the different signs and uh, just kind of talk about how that energy is suddenly emphasized. And I think because Pisces is something we're not quite sure what to do with and because Neptune and Chiron have been there for a while, this is just a really important thing to get into. So let's take uh, the second break and uh, please stay with me for more on uh, the Pisces pileup and also Saturn retrograde we're going to get to. For answers to help you navigate life, the book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey, uh, dear dear ones. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I got that in the right order this time. And um, one one thing I wanted to say about about this is, uh, and actually just remarked to uh, my producer that I'm observing myself doing this, and part of me is on autopilot doing this teaching for you. And this is a very Piscean Neptune way to be. And I am having my, my known Neptune square now, in addition, as I said before, to all these planets and Pisces squaring my uh, Sagittarius-Gemini opposition stuff, which is a huge part of my life, including how I earn my living, though teaching and writing and stuff. And um, 
lately I have had this thing where when I'm when I'm teaching a class, especially when I'm teaching a class, and and sometimes I mean when I'm doing a reading, I'm bringing through Jehudi and the Spirit Guides, and I'm reading past life parts and inner kids, and so there are these different things. I'm and also the dead people sometimes in the mediumship, and so I'm I'm relaying messages from these different worlds essentially these different levels of your multidimensional self and but but when I'm just teaching a class and and somebody's asking questions and I'm teaching there have been times uh, the last year where I am completely it seems as though I'm on autopilot and I'm not like to me it seems like I'm not there it's a very Neptunian thing I'm actually so present that parts of me can multitask. <laughs> I'm so present, I'm in my body, I'm grounded, and I'm flowing, and I'm receiving information from either another part of me or, you know, what, what I wanted to teach in that class, you know, what the, what the teaching is. Sometimes those things come from other beings, spirit guides or, or Jehudi, the Ascended Master I channel. But, but it's also, it's kind of flowing with delivering the thing I intended to deliver. It, it reminds me of, um, this, this guy I knew who was, a uh, of uh, kind of a, a volunteer type um, in the music program where we are or kind of an adjunct faculty kind of person in, our, in our high school music. And he was able to write while he had a conversation with you. So he had a pen and a paper and he would be writing a note that had nothing to do with the conversation he was having with you. And we were all amazed at that. And I'm just about there because I'm present. I, I don't know that guy's astrology at all. Uh, Cause I knew him, you know, when I was like 15, 16 years old, but, uh, kind of before this language presented itself in this way, but to be so present that you're flowing in the moment, that is the Pisces game. So what I want to say to you is, as you navigate the Pisces pileup and, and learn how to work better with it, let yourself flow. Like I said, slow down, allow yourself time to see into the blah, blah, blah. But also, um, when you are speaking – let yourself flow. I think the best possible exercise that you can do right now as far as, you know, any kind of growth, growthy kind of thing or, or spiritual, um, uh, evolutionary kind of thing is to get grounded, get in a meditative space, space. Use the, the free meditation that I keep talking about from tdjacobs.com. It's, there's a link on the right hand side of the homepage and sit down and flow with something like get grounded and do the meditation and then ask a question. It could be your guides. It could be your higher self. It could be, you know, a late relative you're interested in hearing from. It could be, um, you know, an inner child, a part of you that has something to say about an issue that you're experiencing. Or it can also just be asking a question about something you don't know about right now. What is it that I need to see to resolve issue X, Y, or Z or something like this? Put pen to paper and let it come out. And uh, one, of the, one of the students in the intuitive skills class wrote me, I guess yesterday or last night, with uh, the locking her keys out of her, you know, locking herself out of her car thing, where it's saying it had happened several times in the last few weeks. And she figured it was something. And she said, I'm going to do that exercise where I sit down and get ground and then, you know, automatic write or check in with my guides. But I'm curious about what you, you would say. And I wrote back to her, well, I have an idea, but do, but do that, see what you get. And then I'll be happy to send you what I was thinking. And within, an, I don't know, an hour or two, she did it. And she, she wrote back, you know, I think it's about needing to ask for help. Like the symbolism, why would she keep locking herself out? And she just has a lot of karma of being in charge of things and being the go-to person. And so it would make sense, you know. But anyway, she got it. 
and as I tuned in when I was reading her the email where she wrote that, the guides were like, that is perfect. She got it. So she created this space where she could actually hear the truth of what was happening. But she had to get grounded. You know, she had to do that. So it's a great exercise to learn more about what might be vexing you. And, you know, if you're willing, that is, to slow down. If you're willing to take a deep breath and to let the mind kind of take a little bit of a backseat. This is actually a really great point because what most minds do, until we go through some kind of process where we attune ourselves to energy or, or raise our level of awareness or, or do meditative type things or get our you know minds blown by some surreal experience of one kind or another um but but what happens is the mind we appoint the mind dictator for life <laughs> and um but the mind should actually be at a at, you know uh, a very important member but not appointed to any kind of you know office for life especially not dictator but when you say oh i'm going to slow down and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to, you know, take an intuitive skills class or, or call in for a, you know, a ascended master full moon call. The mind doesn't want to do it because it thinks that you are trying to kill it. <laughs> it's a little dramatic, but if you keep saying, no, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do this, this is what's important. The, the mind, the conscious mind will actually put up a fight as though its survival is at stake as though its very existence is on the line. So I invite people regularly to, you know, let the mind do what it does, but not to let it be in charge all the time. It's a fantastic planner, you know, contingency uh, uh, visionary, you know, like if this happens, I'll do that. If that happens, I'll do this. And it's great for observing what's happening, um, counting things, spelling, not being facetious, you know, and actually articulating what's happening. So, so there are lots of wonderful things it can do, but we have to stay in our bodies and, ha- and have our center of consciousness spread out through our bodies, through all of our chakras, not just the sixth chakra or the fifth, you know, or the third. You know, we have to spread it out. That's where we find success as a human and how we can evolve spiritually. Yeah, moving into the body. I probably say this very often on this show. I, I know I um, repeat it quite often to people uh, with whom I work, but you know, a, a spiritual evolution is about more consciousness of energy, and that requires being in the body. Like no human is going to evolve in the ways that humans need to at this stage in the Earth timeline, at this stage in in the in the species uh, evolution. If you just go up into your upper chakras and basically float in a little cloud and hope for the best, you have to be in your body in order to process the energies that are stored there, which takes me to the kind of the last thing about this Mercury Retro in Pisces, given the uh, Chiron Neptune already being here and the sun being here right now. Pisces is the method of letting things go. It's the way of being in the zodiac. That's about releasing things. A big word that, that I use quite, or a big word, I mean, it's a moderately sized word, but I, I tend to use quite often, I was going to say, like an emphasized word, when it comes to Pisces, is surrender. And uh, it's good to have a habit of surrendering ideas, attitudes, beliefs. That's why I do these full moon calls almost every month, is so that you can have a chance to get in this grounded space so you can release what you don't need. 
And, uh, in, in, in one sense, every full moon call is a Piscean opportunity because at that full moon, something comes into awareness. Something is seen, or in this case, because it's the moon, it's felt. The light of the sun is shining on an emotional reality, a feeling. And, um, when we become aware of something, then we can have the opportunity to release it. So it's kind of like, you know, every full moon, from my perspective, brings this opportunity for a Piscean surrender, no matter what the signs are, no matter what the issue, uh, you know, the issues or themes associated with, with the, uh, with the signs involved might be. So I'm also, you know, giving you the opportunity or inviting you to see that you always have the opportunity to observe what you're thinking and feeling and get to the bottom of it and decide, make some decisions about what's useful to you and what's helpful and what you can carry forward into the future. And um, when we do Pisces, sometimes we fail to plan. <laughs> Anybody who has a Pisces planet uh, or angle will, uh, <laughs> will understand that. Uh, sometimes we go with the flow to the point of not realizing what month it is, you know, like basically, oh, I was going to do that in July and oh, it's February. Hmm. Kind of things can slip our minds, you know, but, but the, the positive side of that is being able to go with the flow. Now, as I said earlier, it also has to do with checking out in an escapist way. Right? I don't want to feel that. I don't want to think that because I don't know what it is and I don't know what to do with it. So a great strategy with this uh, Pisces, given this Pisces pileup, is to, and also because Venus is, you know, not far behind, this stuff will come in your relationships too. Like the evolving, you know, the evolving strategy of relationship, like in this moment, will be Piscean. So to be able to feel into things and be present and not escape. When you do that, you suddenly feel, oh, well, I was going to do this, but now I'm going to do that. And it's perfect. Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of experiences um, along these lines, and actually, um, the book Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes uh, talks about my Neptunian opening, and the full title is Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, A Memoir of Intuitive Awakening. And, I, and in it, one image comes to mind. I tell the story of um, going with my girlfriend at the time to drop her off somewhere, somewhere, and uh, we lived in Venice, and it was taking her somewhere to West LA, so just a few miles. And we're driving, and she's very Piscean, and she looks at me and says, I don't think we're going there. And I suddenly got that weird Neptunian thing, and I said, gosh, I think you're right. Where are we going? And she said, hey, go, go, go left here. So I turned left, and then she says, go two blocks and then go right. She doesn't know what she's saying. She's flowing in the moment. She's flowing in the moment. And um, I had actually taken that, channel, that channeling class and then put her onto it. And I think this was before that because I was teaching her something when we got to – anyway – getting ahead of myself but we got to this place and it was this corner in west la just you know unremarkable there are houses and cars and people presumably in the houses and there's this one house and i realized we were we were called there by guides to do a spirit rescue and release which is a way of saying finding a spirit that's attached to earthbound reality but needs to cross over and and hasn't been helped and doesn't know what's happening might not even know he or she is dead so we went through this process but but to get there it was go left here and then go right. And like, I've never been to this street before, you know? And, um, as I remember it, there was actually, uh, the name of the street was like the, the name of, uh, uh, like a man's first name. And, uh, somebody that I had been hanging out with for, for 
a good portion of the previous year had actually had a friend name that name and the name always stood out to me. And so there we are on the street with that name and I'm like, oh, there's like this synchronistic thing kind of almost a year ahead of time kind of calling out. And so we did the, we did the spirit rescue and release thing and I taught her how to do that and how to get grounded enough to be able to, to hear what the spirit was saying and feeling and how to talk with those beings. But the process of flowing, we were so present, we were available to do something that actually turned out to be extremely cool, which was being of service, you know, uh, in a cool way that we couldn't have designed. You know, whatever it was she was going to go do was not nearly as interesting or important, you know, as, uh, as what we ended up doing because we, we flowed into that. So, you know, if I'm driving around aimlessly, you know, that's one thing. But if I'm allowing myself to flow with what's happening, that's a completely different thing. So that takes us to, uh, to the end of our time. I actually didn't cover, uh, Saturn in Scorpio. Um, but I will say that on the way home, when we saw those, uh, cops pull people over, they were all, uh, motorcycle officers on, uh, black motorcycles, Saturn and Scorpio pulling over people. Uh, so let's, um, let's recap the announcements. Um, and actually, you know what, you know what, the other thing about living in Neptunian life and doing this bit, I, I, um, you know, one of the commercials in the show is Jehudi Speaks about the book, which is four channeled books combined together. I actually made a note when I was doing my homework for the show for seeing through spiritual eyes and Jehudi Speaks because, um, and actually a friend of mine is reading Jehudi Speaks right now and is having doors opened. Like somebody who's pretty spiritually sophisticated but is like confronting all of these perceptions and, and misperceptions within our own headspace and our heart space and, and, and really having a wonderful healing process and releasing attitudes and, and certain ideas. So Jehudi Speaks is the other thing to get. Um, it's four books for the price of two. It's only in paperback right now um, on, uh, on uh, Amazon in the U.S. and in Europe and around the world. Um, yeah, and the Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes tells you about my own Neptunian process and learning about all these different things and how to flow more with life. And then I'll just invite you one last time to do the, the call with me on uh, February 25th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, the uh, Virgo Full Moon uh, channeling call. And if you're in Tucson, be aware that I have a meetup group called Shift. Uh, and uh, it might show up as Shift Together or Shift. But anyway... In future months, starting next month, I'm going to be doing uh, the Jehudi calls in my living room so people can call in from around the world as usual, but that I can also have a group in my living room sitting with me. So stay tuned for that stuff, and uh, you can go to meetup.com and look for Shift in Tucson or my name, and you'll find it. Thanks for joining me. Check out tdjacobs.com to stay in touch with me and read more about what I'm up to. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.